the Construction Employers Podcast, your connection to what's happening in the Northeast Ohio construction industry. Brought to you by the Construction Employers Association. Today with me, I have Glenn Shoemate, our Executive Vice President, and Anthony Miranda, who's a professor at the Kent State University Construction Management Program. Welcome, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Glad to be with you. So, Glad to be here as well. Thank you. Yeah, Glenn, um, we wanted to take this time in this episode to talk about CEA's educational offering this fall. What can you tell us about that? Well, thank you. I think um, what I'd say, and Tim, you know, um, as well as many of our members, is that CEA offers a robust uh, number of courses. And, you know, within the region, I'd say that CEA's educational content is um, is the probably strongest within, you know, a couple hundred mile area. We offer annually uh, 150 or so classes and courses um, in a number of topics, uh, topical areas, safety, human resources, accounting, project management, um, as well as legal series, um, you know, uh, BIM, building information modeling, lean construction, uh, and over the years, we've had uh, individuals from as far away as Iceland uh, attend some of our offerings, uh, uh, individuals from, you know, out of state or out of our region. But our primary focus is to try to um, support and advance our Northeast Ohio contractors and construction industry. And by offering uh, top rate um, innovative programming with great subject matter experts, speakers, uh, to assist our efforts has really been what we've been about. Sure. So we offer uh, project management courses. We offer supervision courses, um, legal risk management. What 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 is uh, Anthony doing for us? So over the last Anthony five years, maybe um, he yeah. has been really supporting um, very actively a couple of CEA initiatives and efforts in education and in capacity building. Um, so this fall, there's, uh, I think, for at least four courses uh, that are planned, um, partially in conjunction with uh, Metro Health and Turner Construction. He'll be uh, hosting or teaching a class on uh, blueprint reading, um, on project management, scheduling, and introduction to construction. Mm-hmm. Great. Anthony, what Yeah, absolutely. And just to add to that, Glenn, it's just really sharing project-based experiences with folks, right? Like, so when we talk about estimating and scheduling and con- the introduction to construction management, it's really sharing what is happening out in the field. What are the skills that you're going to need to be successful now in the industry? How, are you, how can you walk out of this class and start contributing to at least a conversation with your project teams or your organizations. And, and we have great feedback um, from individuals who attend um, our courses and Anthony himself and George Bingham, who's another professor at Kent State, have gotten very high remarks and regards from a number of the attendees and from their uh, respective companies um, to the point we have a lot of repeat students or organizations who, you know, send individuals uh, to take additional classes that work with CEA and with Anthony's instruction. Well, that, that says a lot for you, Anthony. And, um, but 
before we get a little bit into this, what is your background and then uh, what is what does Kent State offer in the terms of construction education? Absolutely. So um, I graduated from the Kent State undergraduate program in 2010. Um, so I completed my undergraduate uh, in construction management here at Kent. Um, I then was um, given an opportunity to work for Turner Construction out of their Cleveland office. So I was with Turner Construction for about, including my internship and full-time position roles, about four years in various capacities, project manager, uh, superintendent, safety, uh, assistant project manager. There's something really cool when I entered in Turner Construction that they did. They kind of call it a round robin um, where they would want to expose you to um, safety, estimating, and then project management in the field. So it really gave me a, a well-balanced ba understanding of, of how organizations work and how these projects um, work successfully as well. Then I got this itch to go work uh, overseas, actually. Um, and uh, I hooked up with a company out of uh, Pittsburgh called DCK Worldwide. And uh, my first project there was in St. Martin. I spent another about four years in the Caribbean, uh, Latin America, um, running international construction projects. Um, same capacity. My experience has all been more commercial um, construction. So probably about the million dollar and up range um, of type of projects. Um, so that gave me a lot of exposure to international and 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 uh, all the all the things that go along with that. But again, in various capacities, project manager, assistant project manager, um, superintendent, site safety, so on and so forth. I think that's really important is kind of getting exposed to many facets as you can to kind of understand how these all individual parts kind of work with each other. Um, during that time, uh, when I was with Turner Construction, they have an awesome opportunity for continuing education. I was able to get my master's degree while I was being employed there, and that gave me the opportunity to teach. Um, so I was in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, running a project. Um, I got an opportunity to come back and interview for a teaching position here at Kent. And ever since then, the past four or five years, my whole passion has been about sharing the information that's out there, sharing my experiences, sharing my mess ups. I mean, let's just be honest. There's so many um, outliers in construction. There's so many things that can happen. I think a lot of students really learn from my and all of our mistakes. Sure. Right. So yeah. I've been really passionate in just sharing, guys, this is how it works in the field. This is what you got to look for. This is what happens. And that really segues into my passion of I, I love seeing students come into our program and walking out of here with a career that they're going to have for the rest of their lives. So Kent State over the past seven years have had 100 percent job placement with some of the highest starting salaries in our industry. Our students are making more than our professors coming out of coming out of college. And that's great. I think that's what we should be here for. And um, so we've really been focused on just providing these students with resources so they not only receive a great education, but they walk out of here with a degree in their hand and a full-time job offer to go be out in the field, to be a business leader focused in construction. So that's just my little bit of background about me. Did you think you were going to go work at the beach when you went down south? <laughs> you know what? You know what the craziest part is, and people can't believe that I moved back here. Those are some nice places you listed. Missed, I missed the weather. I got sick of the beach. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just felt weird watching Browns football on on uh, on a beach. You know, on a 
at a little at a beach location in warm weather. I had to be in Northeast Ohio to enjoy that. All right. So are, you're from here then? Yeah, I'm from Jefferson, Ohio, uh, Ashtabula County, Northeast Ohio. Right. Yep. So it's somehow they were able to bring me back in. <laughs> so how did you get to Kent State? Yeah, so I did my undergraduate here. So the, the founder of the program, Joe Karpinski, um, he actually reached out to me um, in 2015 at this point because he had known that I'd finished my master's and had also been at career fairs. So we have two career fairs a year, and I had been coming back representing both Turner and DCK. So I maintained that relationship. And once I finished my master's, Joe kind of reached out to me and said, hey, would you consider coming in and interviewing for this position? And it just so happened to be kind of a perfect storm in the fact that uh, I'd been on the road for about four years. I lived out of a suitcase. I'd get a phone call, hey, we need you in Turks and Caicos next week. Hmm. You know, that was great. That was awesome. Great experience. But that gets old after about four years of doing that. And uh, kind of living by yourself and just really, really focusing in on work. Um, so I was ready at that point to just kind of find something um, to get me back into this area. But more importantly, I, everyone that teaches here at Kent, we have a passion for sharing this information. We could all be out in the industry making more money. It's not about the money here. It's about transfer of knowledge. We're excited about producing leaders that are going to work better with subcontractors, that are going to work better with architects, that are going to understand the owner's requirements, and that they're going to be able to, I should be able to drop a Kent State student anywhere in the world, and they should be able to deliver that project successfully. That's what our goal is really as construction managers, is to deliver that project on time, on schedule, safely, quality work within the owner budget. So that's what we're really trying to produce here. So how long has the uh, Kent State program been established? And I believe that you recently received accreditation. Is that correct? Absolutely. So we um, originally started as a Bachelor of Technology with a concentration in construction management. These higher education things work really kind of weird. It takes a long time to get programs kind of set up. So we officially became a Bachelor of Science in Construction Management in, uh, I believe, 2010, near the end of 2010. Um, at that point we had received a accreditation, which is kind of, it's the first level of accreditation as these programs are getting started. And then two years ago, we received our ACCE accreditation, which is the gold standard for higher education, four year construction management programs. So we're accredited right up there with university of Cincinnati, Bowling Green, the Clemson, excuse me, the Auburns, the Cal Polys, we are up there with the top echelon construction management programs in the country. And we're relatively young. I mean, this is really like a blip on the radar when you talk about higher education programs. Um, So we're young, we've made a lot of traction, but we're continuing to try to build on that and just really build our brand and share the opportunities we have in the industry. There's so many misconceptions about construction management. Um, that we're just trying to break those barriers. How many students are in the program? So it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing, Tim. We started, I graduated, we had about 12 people in the whole program when I graduated in 2010. Our latest numbers just came out. We're at like 281 undergraduate majors. We have 47 minors, meaning 
interior design students who are minoring in construction management, architecture students who are minoring in construction management. And then we have about 15 master students. Wow. So we've gone literally from 20 to almost 300 um, over a period of eight or nine years. And I think a big part of that is just spreading the message of what there is offering wise in construction management in the field. There's so many things that you can do. There's so many opportunities. And I think that word's really starting to spread. So how can contractors uh, be involved and connect uh, to the Kent State program? Yeah, there's a couple ways. One, that's through CEA. So, you know, you know me, Glenn, I'm always putting in shameless pitches um, sure. as I'm giving that. presentations and, and sharing information. Uh, the next is our career fairs. So we have two career fairs. One's coming up actually this Friday from 10 to 1, where we would open and invite CEA contractors to come in and interact with our students. Uh, that's a great way, again, for them just to see what kind of students we produce here. We'd also be open to bringing in any types of contractors that want to come and just tour the facilities and see what we have to offer here. There's also the Turner Construction in Kent State um, relationship, the Turner School of Management, that we have contractors that are here as well, that we're going to share information about our drone flights and industry speakers that we have coming into our building that we want to share with everybody, faculty, students, industry members. We want everybody to just kind of be engaged in, in this sharing of information that we have. So I believe there's also an end of the year kind of the um, project summaries or I forget what that actual program is where you're looking yeah. for. What's that opportunity? Yeah, so that's our project capstone course where essentially we all of our students at the end of their four years basically uh, complete a course that is a culmination of what they've learned throughout their four years here. So it's a project capstone and we invite industry members into our building to listen to what these students are talking about and presenting and then critique them, right? And give them opportunities um, um, to, to really understand how things work um, realistically in the field. We hate to curb um, kind of creativity because we all know we have budgets in the real world and real schedules we have to adhere to. So we try to keep the students kind of within that framework a little bit um, because we want it to be realistic. So again, we will invite uh, contractors from the outside to come and critique us. What can we do better? We have an industry advisory board where we want to reach out to the industry leaders to consult with us as higher education professionals. What new programs are you putting out there? Are you using Procore? Are you using Microsoft Project? What do we need to start teaching these kids to give them the tools they need to be successful now? Now, all of our faculty practice, we run work in the summers, we do consulting, we do side projects. So we're all connected to the industry, but we're looking for that. What's that five years out? What's that seven years out really look like? How can we get ahead of that really cutting edge curve? We have contractors, Hensel Phelps, for example, that is hiring full-time drone pilots. I mean, they employ employees that all they do is they, they operate drones, they're doing site logistics, they're doing site takeoffs, they're doing safety inspections with drones. So how can we get out in front of the big technology push that we're seeing in our field and provide those tools to our students? Sure. We want our students not only to lead projects today, but 10 years down the road. 
So with that, what types of other kind of trends or um, cutting frontline uh, types of changes have you seen in the industry and that you're preparing students for? Well, what we've really seen, Glenn, is, is owners are demanding more now. And what I mean by that is um, gone are the days, I think, when schedules were kind of a little more relaxed and budgets weren't as constrained. I think the owners have gotten a lot and clients have gotten a lot more educated. I think that they understand really the intricacies of, of modern construction and they want it done um for lack of a better term, I call it sexier, <laughs> to be honest with you. They want VR, virtual reality. They want to see BIM, building information modeling on their projects. They want to see instantaneous sharing of information. They love seeing contractors in the field with iPads, where if you have an RFI, a request for information, you can instantaneously take a picture of it and share that information. They want to see those efficiencies driven into their projects. So I think again, this is just strictly my opinion and talking to these industry professionals is we've got to prepare those students to really understand what those clients and owners are looking for. The Cleveland Clinic has a different level of expectation than they did five years ago. So our contractors, our students, the subcontractors that get training at CEA, they have to understand where really the clients are driving and what they are expecting. And I think that we need to respond to that. So we need to provide our students, not only can they create a schedule, but they need to create a schedule and present it in a way that the Cleveland Clinic likes, right? That, that Case Western Reserve likes, that Kent State wants to see this cutting edge technology. And traditionally, Glenn and Tim, I've seen that, you know, change is very slow in construction, as you guys sure. have seen, right? I yeah. remember walking to my first job site as a safety manager and it was the 10 foot fall, fall rule just came out for the iron workers. Oh my God. I could tell you stories guys. I mean, it was like, <laughs> it, didn't, it went over like a lead balloon, right? But now you walk on projects and everybody knows six foot fall rule, right? Yeah. So it takes time, but we're trying to just get on the front edge and say, Hey, these trends are coming. They want this going forward. So how can we address that? So we're always looking out as far as we can and trying to bring that in. Do and you, we have great connections with industry speakers as well. Does your department get involved when Kent State University has its own project there on campus? Absolutely. Oh, I am a shameless promoter. I am the famously the guy who will go up to construction job site trailers and knock on them. However, it's usually negotiated or talked about much before that. So um, the business building that Kent State's currently fundraising money for right now, mm-hmm. um, we'll, we'll have interns on that. The um, Gil Baines project, uh, the Design Innovation Hub here on Kent, we have four students represented on that project. Mm-hmm. We also have a, a class that's called Real-Time Tracking, where our students are actually going to job sites and we hold class on those projects. Mm-hmm. So we have a group of architects, interior designers, and construction management students this semester that are sitting in a job site trailer for credit and they're learning about real world projects and how to solve them with these various integral teams that we're working with now. So our goal is, and what we've really learned, you got to get students into the field. You have to get them exposed to the way things work on a construction project because we have them for an hour and 15 minutes twice a week. 
There's no way we can recreate 40 hours, 60 hours, 70 hours on a job site. So our goal is to get them out on a job site, but really give them the good foundation of a solid education, um, you know, with estimating, with scheduling, and then give them a launch pad to be successful. So you have a fall career fair, and there's also one in the winter, correct? Correct, yes. Is that normally yeah, February? that happens typically in the beginning of February. Um, so I'll, I can share that information um, with you all. Again, we would love to have a CEA booth there where, where, um, where contractors can come in and interact with our students. We also have a unique thing that, Glenn, we've done in the past with the Mentor Protege and the actual providing of student interns for free. Correct. Um, there's a small business development grant that we have here at Kent State University. Well, we will actually provide a college intern for free. They're paid through that this grant to a, a, a company that's in the Mentor, uh, mentor Protege program, excuse me, and again, it's a great tool for our student to get industry experience and then for that company to learn and to um, basically pull resources, information out of that student from what they've been learning here. So I was going to ask that, Anthony, if you would maybe describe a little bit about that mentor-protege or capacity building program and your uh, experiences and observation of working with uh, both the protege small firm and the larger majority mentor firm. Uh, you supported that program for a couple of years. Um, what do you think the value relative to both the protege, but also then the uh, student from Kent in participating in that program? You know, it just blows me away, Glenn. I just think that there's so much to learn. There's so much information out there. And I think any opportunity that intersects a small business owner with a higher education partner that can provide resources through students and the industry leader in that mentor role, it's just, a, it's a formula for success, right? It's exposing them to a person that does lives and breathes this every day. And then it's through the resources through Kent state and for providing a student that will give them free opportunity for somebody to bring value, to bring ideas, simply complete work for that contractor. Um, so I think it's a really good intersection um, in those different areas. And I think we can do more. I think we can provide more resources um, for those employees. It's, guys, we have students in our program that blow me away, that I introduce them to, to computerized scheduling and they just are absolutely amazing. It's great that we can share that student's knowledge and they can learn from that employee and vice versa. So I think it's a great formula for success. I agree. Feedback from uh, both the um, mentors and the protégés in that program have been tremendous. I know uh, several of those protégés beyond the semester um, hired or used uh, those interns yeah. for an extended period of time and they saw the value. They saw the professionalism, the knowledge, and really the cutting innovative uh, side of what that young person, that student could bring to the table. Um, so it's, it's, it's been a pleasure to work with the Kent state program uh, in that capacity building program where we take that kind of pre-qualification develop an action plan and have you and the mentor work with that small firm over a two year period of time to actually grow 
uh, their business to grow their capacity and their understanding. And so we look forward to doing that again uh, in 2020, uh, working with uh, you, Kent State, and others. And also, again, just want to say that we appreciate, you know, your uh, commitment to then providing education um, for our contractors. And, you know, again, we've had, as I said earlier, great feedback. Uh, your the, the content is relatable. It's uh, usable. Um, you are, have experience both in sort of the, the textbook way, but also in a practical way mm-hmm. that I think um, our members see. So uh, as we said earlier, we have this contractor education series that's going to start here in October, uh, four classes running through December. And then we'll be scheduling some other uh, courses here in the uh, winter months as well uh, with yourself and other colleagues from Kent State. So just want to say we appreciate your continued uh, support to help us advance our our industry and our members um, on behalf of uh, the industry and the owners. Uh, the, the one thing you haven't talked about, though, is your uh, football experience. So, so talk to us about playing football at Kent State. Yeah, so uh, I say I famously played with Julian Edelman. That's really my only claim to fame. <laughs> I thought you said he played with you. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay. I like that term better, Glenn. I'll, I like to tell them that. Yeah, he played with me. Yeah, I played uh, uh, Kent State 2006 to 2010. Um, Julian was here for three of those years. Uh, I was a defensive side of, uh, on the ball, so I like to kind of hit things, and he was more on the offensive side of uh, of the ball. I'll tell you one thing. He was the guy, because I was on first-team defense and he was on first-team offense, he was the guy where I was like, I walked off of practice one day and I told my buddy, I said, you know what, I better start cracking the books because that's a pro-level guy <laughs> and I can't keep up with him. I ain't making it to the pros. So around <laughs> my junior year, I really started kind of focusing on uh, what my next steps were going to be outside of football. But, man, I can't talk more uh, of the – of what football has done for me and just the leadership and the time management and the skills. Um, And that's the cool thing about construction guys. I think that, you know, you can come into construction from any background. If you're passionate about the industry, if you have these set of soft skills that I talk about, you know, if you're a natural leader, if you're really good at communication, if you're, if you're good at kind of, um, you know, bringing people together, uh, it's applicable. You know, I can teach you the technical side of things, um, Glenn. I can teach anyone to sit down and we can go through and we can go through an estimate, right? But it's that soft skills of can I communicate my safety plan to those subcontractors? Can I make sure that my schedule is actually being worked out in the field? Those are the kind of things that we like to focus on, too. And, and football was really one of those things for me that kind of helped drive that. So that, but again, that's what I love about construction is you can come from any background and you can be successful in this industry. If you just put the time in and you got those tools and you have, and you actually reach out for the resources that are out there, there are so many, but you got to take that first step to start getting it. That's a, that's a good commercial for construction right there. It is. It is. (laughs) No, I mean, I mean, honestly, I, I, I tell people this and they don't, a lot of students don't believe me until they get in this industry and they're like, wow, I can do this. Like, yeah, you know, the technical stuff comes. It's, it's that interpersonal skills. You know, you can create the most intricate P6 schedule in the world with all different color codes and all these different things going on. Right. But if your subcontractors can't understand it, it's not worth toilet paper. I mean, (laughs) I've got to be able to effectively communicate my plan to that audience. 
And that's what we really, you know, we focus on. We provide you those skills as well as those technical skills. Well, great. Anthony, thanks a lot for being on the on the call today and for all you do for CEA and our contractors. And Glenn, anything to Absolutely. add to that? No, really just to encourage uh, audience to, to look at our curriculum and education. And if you have yeah. questions, if you see other needs, uh, let us know. I mean, we try to offer a pretty robust uh, uh, curriculum and primarily it's in that September to December and then February to May time frame. Um, but, and, and, but we're pretty active and, uh, we appreciate, uh, relationships with Kent state. And we also have other professors we use from Marquette and we bring in other subject matter experts from around the region that really have, um, solid construction, uh, educational experience and background that are going to be relatable, knowledgeable. Um, and we really do appreciate, uh, Anthony and George and others at Kent state for, uh, being, uh, willing to lend their time and talent uh, to our industry and our members. Thank you, Anthony. Absolutely. We love doing it. And as long as you don't bring in professors from Akron, we'll have a great relationship. <laughs> going. <laughs> I still hold that right. That's still the football in me. I understand. I still hold that rivalry. But there's one thing I'd like to share. One thing I'd like to leave your listeners with. Sure. And the biggest thing I think that they can do in this, when they come to these courses and when they're getting involved in the industry, and this is speaking from a construction management, project manager standpoint, it's the little things. I'm telling you right now, I want to sign up subcontractors that do the little things right, that attend the meetings, that have their documents filled out, that have all the information now that these construction managers require. Face it, guys, there's all kinds of risks. Our, our industry could be litigious at points. You have to have your contracts on point. You have to understand the risk that you're entering into. But I'm telling you right now, if you do the little things right, you will have a great, successful career with project managers. We want to see subcontractors succeed. We want that. that when they succeed, we succeed. So it's, it's, it, it, I'm telling you, it's just doing the little things right. That, that these construction managers are looking for, and it's going to make you so much better as a subcontractor. It's going to give you so much more opportunities if you're just understanding what the CM's looking for and provide it. Awesome. You said that it well. My- yeah, thank you very much, Anthony. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you for listening. To find more information about the discussion in this or prior episodes, be sure to check the episode notes section in your podcast app. Get notified and automatically download the latest episode by subscribing to the Construction Employers podcast in the iTunes Store or in Google Play. This podcast is brought to you by the Construction Employers Association. Find us on the web at www.ceacisp.org.